Jacob. Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you'll listen to The Geek Town here on WEMF Radio. Mm. That's funky. Truck jewels. <laughs> Yo, like, uh, I'm gonna let the thing go through because I gotta get the vibe, gotta get the flavor. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house, if you look to the side of me, you'll see my man, my homeboy Supreme. He's got that Rocky hoodie on because he doesn't want you to know that he's actually cosplaying down the dark coat tonight. That I'm balding you. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Straight Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing okay. How was your Easter, my friend? Easter was decent. I got a call from my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, did up some marshmallow eggs. Uh, uh, some folks I know uh, made Star Trek jokes. We talked about test bar eggs. Is, and uh, no one got them. So, you know, uh, that was that was a shameful geek moment. How about you, my brother? Nah, it was all right. I kind of spent it by myself hanging out with the old lady. So it was, I'm not a, we're not a big, like, Easter. We're not a big religious family. So yeah, it's not really a big deal. It's just another it. Sunday for me. You know I mean? <laughs> it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's not anything. for everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, different people celebrate in different ways, my mm-hmm. friend, but it's all good. That voice you just heard belongs to none other than the dirtiest of the dirts. <laughs> Dirty D. What's up, fellas? How you doing tonight? How you been, man? It's been uh, a little while. Tired, man. Yeah. Working. <laughs> Working. Tired. I got you. You know, I mean, it's the same story. Life, yeah. tiredness, and then trying to enjoy life. And it's Monday. Yeah, no, 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 Monday, this, man, bad things all, mm. all around. But, I must say, know, though, every time I do the show, this is like the cap of my Monday. Yeah. It's like picks you yeah, up a little bit. Too. Well, that's yeah. why we're here, my friends. Always nice having you, though. I was like seeing my new black friend, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. Right, uh, well, well, I share that with a lot of people. I'm sure they, they all feel the same way. Jeez. All right. Well, if you're uh, watching us on Twitch, you probably see another couple of faces in the studio. We're talking, of course, about the very busy, very efficient, all over the place. Just Johnny. Yep. Mm. And of course, in-house guest, performer Supreme, actually friend of the show and previous WEMF, um, I don't know what's the proper term, alumnus. Um, I uh, like that, alumnus. Uh, She's a graduate. I'll also take a chancellor or overlord. Ex-convict, former WEMF, ex-con, expat. I like overlord. Overlord, really? No superiority complex there. I'm talking, of course, about Jessica Lee Scary. It's because I'm little. Is he little? I don't, I don't. I wouldn't. Oh, you're talking about your own complex? Yes. Yes. The very tiny, minuscule, if you will, Lilliputian. I'm kidding. Kidding. Welcome. Oh, thank you. And I always love being here. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. It could, could come in here like, well, this whole thing totally sucks. I love to come and laugh. Uh, at I can't you guys. believe I'm back in here again. <laughs> oh, you clown! Well, it's before it gets too hot when it gets like really like thick in here. You know what I mean? The, Don't the say that, man. We are on the steamy, cusp. like humid going on. Yeah, our oh, listeners should probably know this is a very away. poorly ventilated studio. Mm. So uh, by the time we um, get to those summer months and it's nice and warm and cr- and uh, and you know comfortable outside in here, it is uh, the ninth circle of hell. Yeah. It's kind of nasty. Yeah, uh, shedding some layers. You know, hopefully we mm-hmm. we got video cameras in here now. We might Just not be able to do that. Grody and uncomfortable. Now you have to day. wear pants on air. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. What are we coming to? We're giving such a positive image of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, you tuned into the Geek Down here on WMF. We have an awesome show lined up for you, and you can hear that show on WMF Radio. Slash live, or if you want to watch us and see our pretty faces, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash the geek down. And also, oh, I'm sorry, Dirty D has something to say. I didn't mean to cut you off, my brother. What's no, I was just adding to her beauty shot. Like, we were giving face you, to the you, people you, watching. Like, goofy. Johnny, add like magical glitter goofy out of my fingers SOB. and stuff. 
Right on top of it. All right. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is the last time we, we, we bring guest stars on uh, from a work release program. <laughs> All right, sure. Yeah. Of course. It's like a conjugal visit for him. <laughs> like, looking, through, looking through the window, of course, we cannot forget the man who keeps it sounding amazing on both audio and on video, DJ Herbie Herbie. I'm having a wonderful time. Ah, Zoidberg. I like it. I'm going to revoke your, your uh, <laughs> What do you mean? Sir. Let's do it. All right, but no, we have an awesome show. We have Talisman, the game review, lined up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also have The Fast and the Furious. Excuse me, The, the Fate, Fate of, of the, the Furious. furious. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, of course, last but not least, if any Harry Potter fans are in the building, get ready to be fully tumescent. We have uh, Jessica Lee and the most illustrious Potter prom. Yes. Is it, is it it's going to be so much cooler than real prom <laughs> and less disappointing. Hey, my I had a my, terrible prom. Lots of wand waving. What are you about? There was fingering left and right. Oh, <laughs> I finger her. What? What? We played, the, we played the piano. We fingered all night. What are you talking about? You're casting spells. What were you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get your mind out of the you're, gutters, children. You're for it. playing with each other's wands. Oh, jeez. Okay, Herb, cut Pull into Jim Henson. Grab my Alright, but no, let's jump into it because we actually have um, something kind of serious to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big fan of Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody was, you know what I mean? Of uh, anybody who's like 25 to 35. Yeah, dude, you know the last I mean? few years, I mean, he really blew up. Yeah. And then we're talking about Charles Q. Murphy. He was an actor, he was a comedian. Um, most famously for being Eddie Murphy's brother for a long time, which is kind of yeah, and like you said, he looks just blew like up. A, blew up recently. I think everybody probably knows him from the Chappelle Show. I think yeah. that's basically people's entryway into uh, Charlie Murphy. But he seemed to like live like four different lifetimes before he got really popular. Yeah, you know what I mean? Around, he had a whole. I mean, he was in Harlem that. Nights. Yeah, Harlem Nights. He was in he, TV Four. He wrote. TV four. That was play, my he wrote uh, Vampire. It was a Vampire in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. He wrote that. So they weren't all gems, <laughs> right? But, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that classic movie. I'm like, ooh, go that far. I mean, he definitely wrote it. That's Starring his brother. In a yeah, classic movie with Kadeem Hardison. Yeah, that nobody remembers for good reason. But he was, uh, he was uh, Eddie's bodyguard for a while. I think he was actually had to be taken off security because he was trying to fight everybody. That would boo. Oh, that was his oh, brother. Or man. not? Who's, gonna, who's gonna have? Yeah, and that, it's, well, it's, I believe he had military experience. Today. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yes, he like I said, yes, he's he done did. so much, and like I just like those stories of him trying to beat up people who didn't laugh at Eddie's jokes. He just shows how much he how much he loved his brother. It's very touching. You know what I mean? What do you mean you were like, like yeah. foo foo? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. protective. I wish mm. that one of my siblings would like come to my burlesque shows and be like, "Why aren't you cheering? Exactly. She's topless. Like, Why aren't you cheering? <laughs> exactly." And everybody needs a Charlie Murphy or wants a Charlie Murphy in their corner, man. You got that guy. It's Wait, like Nathan I, Hole. I, He's can, the best. Can I just point out how how in your scenario there, your your siblings are perfectly fine with you just being topless and casting <laughs> Yeah. Why aren't you googling at my? Yeah, exactly. He's like, why aren't you touching yourself? Put your phone Easy. on vibrate. Is that your Put sister? it in your lap. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's my sister. <laughs> uh, but no, Charles Q. Murphy um, had a long career, as we mentioned, in Hollywood. Never really got that respect. I feel because yeah. I've seen the dude. You know, yeah. he's one of those cats where he was always playing like thug number three. You know, gangster number five. Right. You know, uh, the in fact the biggest role of that was the main gangster in I mentioned C before earlier, mm-hmm. where he was the uh, the uh, main bad guy Gusto. Well, when he why did you clapping, bitch? While, <laughs> when he grew up after a while, and you know, cats really got to know him. Uh, I'd see him do stand up, and I saw him yeah. stand up live a few times. He was funny as hell. Yeah, he wrote a few books as well, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was just 
definitely uh, the Chappelle show, you know, blew yeah. him up. But then he got a lot of uh, stand-up gigs. You know what I mean? I know he went out with uh, yeah, Bill Burr. They did a tour together for for stuff as well. Yep. And just wildly popular guy. Like everyone who speaks of him, just like gushes about how great a personality he was, how friendly he was, and how you know just insanely funny the guy was. And this has happened like a you know just a week after Don Rickles passed away too. So yeah, like no, some man. really funny people. You know, like and I was listening to right, Bill yeah. Burr's podcast a little bit. He's like, do hacks ever die? You know what I mean? Why are we losing these insanely funny people? Like, do the hacks, what, what do they eat? You know like, what I mean? Carrot top going strong. Uh. You know, uh, uh, Pauly Shore is healthy as I've ever seen him. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, hey, now. Hey, that'd be a tour. Don't dream it's over. He was in a movie with Pauly Shore, um, too, man. Uh, pa- pa- uh, wait, Pauly Shore and Carrot Top? That's like the one-two no, combo with death. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, uh, Charlie Murphy was in that Pauly Shore movie. Hold on. Which Pauly Shore? Wait, Biodome? Don't say Biodome. Nah, I'm mm-hmm. with the Biodome. I, I fall asleep what? to that movie how many times? Now I'm trying to, like, go through my Pauly Shore catalog. Son in and the Army now. Yeah, you're dropping tidbits now, man. My father, the... No. Damn it. Jury Duty? That is a fun fact. Jury Duty Shore is Natural Born Comics. Oh, no. that's, 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 it's not a movie. It's a, com- it? no, it's a stand-up thing. I thought it was uh, a movie. Oh, sick. Because i never seen it. That's why I was wondering. I was like, cool. Ah, you frighten the heck out of me, man. Well, but we no, know what we're doing later. You're, no, we know what you're doing later. I didn't I know he was in Murder Was the Case, though. The, um, the okay. Snoop video? Well, lay it on, man. Well, the Snoop movie? No, I didn't know. I was reading that. Well, what do you got there? Because apparently, each of us has a block of Charlie Murphy's work where it's like, I know him from this, I know him from that. And you think he did a, a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? That's what I'm, what I'm saying. He was I scattered mean, all throughout the 80s, obviously, because of um, Eddie, and he was sprinkled all around. And, and Prince. You know, obviously, Eddie got him enough roles and stuff. And then, I mean, like you said, Sapel was probably what it was, but his well, most was recent that? was Black Jesus and Norbit. Yeah. Were probably his most recent uh, Remember movies for the kids. But for us, we're talking like Harlem, Night C before, Vampire well, and Brooklyn. I feel, I feel like we're neglecting Players neglecting, Club. We're those are like, those his, are like black movie canon, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are like so. <laughs> You should know. So brother. big, yeah, absolutely. Black, I mean, black. no, I remember, black I remember, I remember Players Club. Okay, you mentioned Players Club. Yep. Uh, Players Club, he played. Mo Better Blues. Mo Better Blues. That's a little Denzel different. Washington. That's a different movie. Different type of movie, but yeah. Just all those upper echelon, you know, black oriented mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he spanned out. Chappelle yeah. Show definitely brought him into the next level. Yeah, I didn't know he was sick either. Like, yeah, I didn't know. It was like, he's like, Charlie Murphy died of like, leukemia. And I was like, wow, leukemia. I did not know he was, one, sick, or two, that. That sick, you know. It's what I mean? amazing That's though that he crazy. could actually hide that though. That yeah, was, like lost, I yeah. he lost a lot of weight over time, and mm-hmm. you notice it. But sometimes you figure it's like a movie role or some randomness yeah, he was Hollywood trying to do. But you think a guy like that? Just but even, his even then, leukemia, even the treatment for leukemia is incredibly depressing, right. and every time you're treated for it, you you become more susceptible to it and more susceptible to cancer. Yeah. That's not an invisible illness. That's right. It's, it's very impressive. To show you how private you like probably that. tried to keep it. I mean, mm-hmm. how so, strong you have to be, you know, to to just to, to fight it and still be funny. So, so uh, I know, chameleon as well, because I had no idea, and I've been watching the dude. Yeah. Um, not Chicken Hawking or anything, but I, I remember like listening to him. He, to me, he's Gin Rummy. Now. Not Gin Rummy. Um, he is uh he is Ed Wunstel the third from the Boondocks. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, yeah. those bits, though, like, I mean, we want to talk about Chappelle's show, what he's mostly uh, known for. Mm-hmm. Those are so funny. Yes. Those are probably one of the best, you know, sketches ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, true Hollywood stories and everything like that. And you knew, like, you feel like, is people, is that true? Did that really happen? You know, like him telling, he's got to be some truth to it. It came from and life. What yeah. I love is um, when he told the Rick James story. Uh-huh. And then Rick James came and verified the stuff he was telling. Right. Yep. Not only that, but the background stuff that they couldn't have on the show, which like, yeah, so I went and got Charlie Laid one time. Like, 
damn, okay, he didn't say that. And then you go to the behind the scenes on the DVD. He's like, yes, Rick James got to leave one time. And I'm like, damn, okay. The same thing for uh, the Prince one as well. Uh, one of the guys in the revolution basically confirmed it all as well. Right down to the pancakes that they made after the basketball <laughs> yeah, game. He's like, they did that. make pancakes. They were great blueberry pancakes. Oh, my. You know, so it's, it, this stuff really happened. He lived a lifetime. All these stories he had, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? The, it's just, it's, it's, it's a real bummer that, uh, you know, he was gone before. I wanted to see a lot more Charlie Murphy. He didn't really that. get like the full recognition during his right. time, but I at least am happy that he he did he did got to get that in the red right towards but, the end. You know, but that's yeah. part of the you know uh, what happens when you're the brother of the funniest guy on the planet <laughs> for a while. You got to understand that like Eddie Murphy in the '80s was the most popular human being on the planet. He was the funniest guy. Mm -hmm. And so he was, you know, tagged along with him. Of course, you know, you're not going to get, you know, the spotlight when you're standing next to a, a light that bright, you know what I mean? So it's it's good that he did finally get it. You're right. Mm -hmm. I myself, um, after seeing him do stand-up a few times, went back and watched like a few of those old movies. And it wasn't like I saw him do stand-up, oh, I'm going to do a Charlie Murphy night. Mm -hmm. It's just the thing that you go back and now you're paying more attention. Right. You know, and as an actor, I mean, I bought him as every one of those roles. You don't really think about it that much, mm. but he became those. And hearing he's yeah. a nice guy, I would buy him completely as the murdering, you know, Well, a, you know a, a he has, like, an edge to him more than... Uh, he looks like a dangerous dude, the one you're not going to want to mess with. He too. does, but that's the one that would smack Rick James around a bar. You know? <laughs> I've learned not to do, because my whole thing... Um, yeah. my, my friend Ken's not here, but he'll back up. We've had this running gag where the uh, hardest uh, people on this earth... Our um our uh, our James the hardest looking people on this earth are James Carville, uh, uh Kevin uh, um uh damn it KG, oh Kevin Garnett yeah. yeah and Charlie Murphy yeah and they just they have these faces that look like they've lived a hard life since they were seven yeah you know? Charlie especially you know what I mean and I think it was uh, because of Charlie Murphy that Eddie actually got on stage early originally to really, do stand-up. What was yeah. it, like a 14-year-old beating, beating people yeah, up? Yeah, it was like a, an open mic night, I think he was telling the story, and like he pushed away and he's like, yeah, just do the impressions you always do and everything like that. Uh, so he, they won like 25 bucks or something like that, but it was, yeah. That's a nice story. Was, I uh, thought you were going to say like he punched Rodney Dangerfield in the neck. And I just find it, I find it like great to see just the stars kind of like respecting yeah, his work. Yeah, I mean, coming Chappelle out gave and, a yeah. tribute. So did uh, with John Mayer. They did a tribute. Uh, mm -hmm. John Mayer sang a song on stage, and one of the comedians currently on um, SNL, like that does the uh, SNL news. Mm -hmm. uh, the brother, he, uh, I guess Michael Charlie. Uh, yeah, Michael J. I think Charlie Shit. had um, seen him do a stand up one time, mm -hmm. and he and he just took him under his wing. He's like, you know what, you're gonna open for me, and I think it blew up. You know, yeah, that's, that's what brought him to where he's at now. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, think, a little, I'm a little bummed. No one ever did that for me. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, that's cool as hell. I would try. No, no, that's dope. That Dan, he paid it forward. That's what's yeah, up. He was, yeah, dude. Adam Sandler came out because he's pushing Sandy Wexler on Netflix and stuff. And the first thing he did, uh, he came out. And he's like, I just want to say Charlie Murphy's the best. You know what I mean? So everyone's kind of like all coming out. Like I mentioned, Bill Burr. Everybody basically knew him. Just like, yeah, it just feels this incredible loss. And, and it's crazy. Like I said, right after Don Rickles, it's really funny people. Yeah. You know, it's it's really tough. It's like I remember it was this time last year when we were losing all these great musicians right back to back to back. It's crazy. This don't say that. We're in, don't know. jinx it to be the exactly. year that we lose all the comedians. Yeah, right? It could no, be that. Oh, my God. We've, we lost, we lost a lot of comedians last year, too. We lost everyone. A lot, of, a lot of people, yeah. It's just this horrible I look at thing. It, I mean, it's part of life as well, but it just seems like more so now, or maybe I'm just more aware of it, you know? I think we're more aware. It's a generational shift because yeah. now we're yeah, adults. Man. We're not accustomed to losing people just through the natural course of life. People die of old age now that we've known since childhood. 
Mm-hmm. You know, people die of of uh, of common diseases yeah. that other people live through, and I think that's why it's such a big hit. People live with leukemia. People live with cancer. Mm. People live with all types of afflictions. And yet, when it takes somebody you're familiar with, you're like, "Oh, I never thought it would happen." Like, yeah, that's oh, the thing. That's what these things do. They kill people. Yeah. Well, with Charlie, it's like I said, it's like I didn't know he was sick, so I was like, "Charlie Murphy died. Are you serious? Like how? You know?" And the first thing I thought I was like, "What tragedy is this? Did he hit like by a friend, car?" You know? uh, shot me a Facebook uh, message. I did. I did. I just sent about gift. Like, dude, shut the fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's because no, that's the biggest yeah, yeah. lie you just told on the planet. I'm tired of your lies. Well, he seemed immortal too. He seemed like such I'll a hard guy. Nothing could happen. Over. Check like the news. <laughs> oh, oops. Yeah. And then, and then again, you've said it in a previous show. It's so sad. TMZ. Oh. As soon as I saw TMZ, I was like, oh my yeah. god. You know, you know what's messed up though? Dude. I want to know how does TMZ get there so fast? I feel like they're putting something in people's I water. Know, like, dude. oh. Oh, oh, we have no idea how. They have like the street team of like savages that just go and dig up dirt. That's all they do. I think they just have everyone's house bugged, and that's how they get stuff like that. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Basically, the movie uh, was a Nightcrawler with, uh, with um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Basically, that's like the TMZ story, probably. Uh, The proper pronunciation, Hula Hula. (laughs) Um, Charlie Murphy is someone who kept that stuff close to the chest. I didn't know about anything in his private life until he said it on stage. Yeah. I didn't even know, like, put two and two together that he was um, Eddie's brother mm. until it came from, actually, no, it came from Dave Chappelle. Kind of but then like he can, conf- well. Yeah, he looked like an angry <laughs> Eddie Murphy. He <laughs> just didn't, he wasn't in the spotlight enough. I just remember, yeah, like, exactly. going back and uh, watching the movie uh, uh, Stand Up Raw, Eddie Murphy's Raw. He's yep. like, no, that's a fire. That's a fire. Now, roll, roll Charlie around. He'll be all right. You know, okay, you yeah, know, like, yeah, it's, that's I, I didn't put yeah. that little kid with, I mean, you, how are you going to say I didn't. I'm saying I went back, you know what I mean? After I'm like, oh, he's talking about Charlie Murphy. Yeah, so mm-hmm. roll Charlie around a bit. You, Derek, shame on you. In a room with with uh, with with Johnny, Adam, and Derek, how are you gonna tell me black people look alike? <laughs> I'm saying you're making it a real. <laughs> why are you why are you going? There? <laughs> Adam's it's, black. It's, it's, it's what I, it's what I do. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Adam's black. Yeah. I was the blacker, the, the blackest person mm. in the room. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I loved his his bits, man. And the thing is, like, I came into that appreciation. Yeah. You know, I had to go back and watch it. I'm like, yo, this dude in the Players Club is talking about, you know, you got to cut someone's eyelids off. Keep taking their picture. <laughs> it's the same dude that made me laugh on Chappelle's show. Okay, cool. Same dude that said, um, uh, what was that? He played uh, the civil rights leader on, uh, on, uh, on Chappelle's show. And the bit was like, we got to teach them about the matters of the kakaduki and the sticky sticky. So the protest, he was like, what we're going to do is we're going to moon the cops. And then when they turn the hoses on us, we pull our pants down. So then what they're doing is just cleaning off, like, you know, the uh, the poop and stuff from our butts. <laughs> and this is how we protest. I'm like, oh, I like the, the real world bit, too. He's the plays like world? Tyrell that stabs the guy's yeah, father. Yeah. I don't like the way uh, Tyrell was looking at me. He's in the corner, like, jerking <laughs> off. It's so funny, man. It's so funny. That was him, dude. Like, he brought life to that role. I can't imagine... Um, I don't know, Patton Oswalt playing that, you know what I'm saying? Right. No, I mean, he's one of those guys that you can picture, you know, if you're in a group of people, he's just owning the room, just telling stories. People just listen to him talk forever. That's he's got enough stories, stories, you know, too. Dude, his, his funniest bits that come to memory, and you can ask anybody and tell me I'm wrong, are those real life stories. Yeah, he no, that's actually, what I'm saying. Those are the, the funniest bits, and it's just him literally just telling, you know, uh, uh, weird versions of a, a true story, you know what I mean? It's just so funny and then to see him in like the uh, the jumpsuit kind of thing with like the Jerry curl like going on, like just so great. My personal favorite is um, now this was on this was on Chappelle's show again, but this was the uh, the recounting of his relationship with Rick James, mm-hmm. and then Rick James came on to verify this stuff. But when Rick James, okay, he's a hell of a drug. That when one, yeah. Rick James verifies that somebody, when you, when you verify any and to some, that somebody beats your ass, yeah, as like a historical event. 
Well, I didn't grind my feet in this couch. I'm too, I got more sense than that. Yeah. So I'm grinding my yeah, feet in this couch. couch. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so, so, so funny. But yeah, I mean, major loss in, mm-hmm. in, in comedy, like I said. Did, did hacks die? You know, it's fun. Yeah, dude. Charlie Murphy passed away of leukemia in his 40s, man. Yeah. All right. So Mr. Charles Q. Murphy, you were a, uh, we were fans. You were funny as hell. And your work will severely be missed, sir. Rest in peace. You. Mm-hmm. All right. Now going on to hopefully happier topics. Mm. Uh, Tarek, you got to check out a game that actually has a legacy. Yeah. Talking, of course, about Talisman, the latest game from Nomad Games. Yeah. And you want to give us a loadout. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Proper, proper title, Talisman, the digital edition. Yeah. All right. So give us a loadout, man. What's good? Um, so uh, like like Pat said, Talisman is, has got a long standing tradition. It's like I didn't say that. Quality. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Let's fight. One of these Let's fight days. about it. I'll hold your hats. <laughs> so anyway, it, it's it's a board game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to liken it to the best way possible to, to, to kind of describe it. And literally, it's like playing a board game RPG. Okay. Um, and that's what kind of caught me a little bit when uh, when you you know you asked me to review it. I was like, you know what? This sounds pretty interesting. So let me try it. I'm a huge RPG fan all across the board. All JRPGs, regular actions. Mm-hmm. I just love um, everybody. So many dating sims. You know, I mean, it, it, you know what it is? I just like every developer's version of the the same same equation and how they're going to portray it, how they're going to put it out, how they're going to graphically, you know, show me the imagery and present the game and present the leveling system and the battle system. So um, apparently I didn't know Talisman was a board game. So, you know, once I realized what it was, um, you know, I did a little bit of research. And so I was like, oh, wow. So this has been around since like the 80s, I think, mm-hmm. like 83, 84, around that age. Uh, game Workshop was the uh, company that distributed it, the board game. Mm-hmm. And um People you know playing else? it forever. You know what else they did? That? No, no, because I, I was I wasn't really like the only board games I played growing up were like Monopoly. Yeah, right. The stuff yeah. that counted like sorry, shoots and ladders. Parcheesi was all about was a big Parcheesi family. <laughs> and, and some D and D. I played a little D and D, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around too many people who enjoyed D and D the way right. I was. That wasn't really a board game, though, was it? Well, D&D was, it, was, was kind of like a board game. It was like as close to that fantasy uh, realm I, 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 I was exposed to. It's like Arabian age. Nights, but with more math. Yeah. <laughs> See, with D&D, you got to have like a group of people that are all really into it. You know what I mean? Exactly. All I know is I play D&D and I get And, the, and it's right? funny That's because this is the same thing. Like, this game feels the same way. It's like, it's just like you need to play with actual physical people. And mind you, I play, I'm really playing it on my it. PS yeah. Vita. And you can obviously play against um, the Vita has a capability for multiplayer. So if you, you know you have enough people around you and they have the Vita and they have the game, we can all sit there and play a six-player game. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. And the game is um, essentially the goal of the game is you are a traveler and you have the base version of the game, which is 14 character pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's ample. It's got your basic you know fantasy adventure characters: monks, priests, thieves, magi, sorceresses, warriors, bar- barbarians, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, they all have their own specific traits and skills for their specific classes. And at the end of the day, you pick. And what I do like about it is that no matter. Um, I did more research and I realized that there's expansions to this thing and you can get up to a 50 character pick so the replayability of this game is huge like if you're really into it oh man like you can probably play this game for the next two years thousand different other characters yeah expansion is that that, does that make this the type of game that you have to invest more money in for it to finally be fun for this um, for this you there was a base package and then there was like the $29.99 one which is the one I predominantly saw uh, pushed and marketed Mm -hmm. and basically it was everything in one so, um, and mind you, uh, when I say expansion, like there's a whole other piece of the board on the uh, perimeter of the board. Mm-hmm. There's like this, uh, I guess you want to call it the, the Deadlands. 
then you have like the mountainous region and then you know and it felt like a, you know they really did their best to capture this the the, the quality of the original board game because you know more research i did the board game reflected the same thing and, and again you're just a traveler and you're traveling around and you're trying to make it to the center of the board mm-hmm. um to this portal of whatever i forgot what it was called and you get the crown of command which pretty much makes you sauron and you can destroy the worlds and demons and, uh, and all the good stuff that you, you can love use it for everything. good or evil. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. like you know, you me, I'd probably much use it for evil. Probably, yeah. Probably. Off the yeah. balance, then, if there's uh, if there's items like that that can make you pretty much omnipotent. Well, no, that's the goal. Like that's the goal of the game. So everybody's trying to get there. Now the event, now, now the the game plays like as such. It plays more like a, a magic card game. Like there's phases. So the goal is you, you roll dice. Everything is contingent on a, ro- a, di- a roll. Di- uh, excuse me, a roll of dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the number produces dictates the number you move on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I get uh, the board is very square, and you just kind of rotate around the board. Each uh, wherever you land, something will happen—an encounter, or you'll meet somebody. Uh, whether it's a friendly encounter, which is which is this is where I fell in love with it a little bit. Like it's a friendly encounter or a bad encounter. Usually in a board game, it's. You know, unless you play Monopoly, it's like always a money situation or you get into an argument with your brother. In this game, you <laughs> might, you know, table, yeah. <laughs> you know, flip the table. Give me my five dollars. Like, I don't um, know where you got them pink 50s, but we going to have it out. You, <laughs> you stole that. You know you stole that. <laughs> Yo, um, dog, I'm not going to tell you again. I'm the shoe. <laughs> you can be a BS race car. The shoe is me. All so, right. So the um, on the side all day. We should play The Walking Dead one. It's awesome. The Walking I Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah, edition. I, can, I collect all the editions like Zelda and all that. It's Monopoly, though. Why? Because it's fun. No, it's not. I've never had fun playing a game Monopoly. It's thematic. Ah, right, it's thematic right. Monopoly. It's thematic. Exactly. You know, I, I can play other thematic games that are just so, as hilarious. Actually, no, I can't. Because I remember the AVP um, clue game we played that was hot garbage. Oh, I didn't play. Did I? Play? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, you, I was probably horrible at it, too. We, we, yeah, we were all terrible. It was just a bad, bad experience. Yeah, it's like you've played very Clue. very competitive, too. And if, you, if you've seen the movie, the movie's fun. If you yeah, the, the game, movie, the game is lame. My favorite movie ever. The movie is a so, good just, but, to, um, just to wrap this up real quick, not even yeah. to cut you off, Pat, because, you know. No, no. It, it, I was off on a rant. This is your um, movie, brother. Go ahead. Long story short, it, it plays like a magic game. Um, there's phases. You get into the counter. Land. Um, good interaction or bad? When I say bad interaction, I mean a creature. And then there's an attack phase and then there's uh it's the, the phases are evade um spells evade meaning you can choose to in, uh, engage or not mm-hmm. uh, i guess the end is a penalty if you do not engage because you know obviously you're moving away from a creature that's going to slap you know smack your face off mm-hmm. so um that's how i envision that you come up Arr! Um, anyway, so when you then, like engage them, do you like roll the dice to decide? Well, th- th- this is because you, um, no, you, you choose to engage or don't. You ask to. You choose to engage or don't. Then there's a spell phase that you can play a spell card or something that would uh, needs to take place off that card of the creature. Yeah. So and then there's the character roll dice, I roll dice, and then there's the creature roll dice. You roll the dice, and obviously the numbers dictate the end of the battle. Right. Uh, and then there's you know the compare phase. So um, with that said. I like it because there's friendly encounters. That's what made it interesting. Like I can get a piece of equipment that I can just literally stack and hold on to. And then as I progress, uh, and I guess the outer rim of the board is easy. And the closer you get to the center, the more difficult the creatures get, right, the stronger they get. So, you know, um, all, all in all, as far as uh, a board game, I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. And all of us could sit here and play, and I think we'd have a great time, have a couple bears, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. On my Vita, it was a little weird because I was playing the AI, and the AI you know pretty much what what my ass yeah and i had to lower the ai just to kind of get the learning curve of it a little right bit. right right and then that's where it pissed me off a little bit i just felt like they could have made the game a little bit more translatable on a digital vert right how long does that, it take how um a solid you? game if you don't die right away uh, i want to say a good solid 45 to 60 minutes okay so you know if you want to kill 60 minutes it's great 
I recommend it. If you're not a board game guy, it's a great Vita game. Mm -hmm. The Vita is like a dying thing. I, I think it's one of the best little handheld systems that's been out there, only because I get to play all my PS1 classics on it. I, I'm in love with it. And it's got the worst reviews ever, and nobody plays it. It's hardly supported, but this is like one game that I actually enjoyed adding to the collection that I have on that thing, and I will play it from time to time. And again, if you if um, only thing I didn't like was the price. The price is it's twenty nine ninety nine. I just feel like it was a little too much for something. Uh, you it's know, like a board it's not game like it was, transferred into yeah. So you know, that was yeah. for, that was for the complete edition though. That's because you got everything included. No, no, no. I got the base model, which is fine because oh, the fourteen character picks is like you know that's fourteen times yeah, I get to play the game. The, and you don't I, need the fifty, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, it, 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 and the replayability of the game is huge. Like, I, I think you could probably spend a good... If you if you like a completionist like I am, I tend to be, mm -hmm. probably like a good year out of that. You 100% wow. and stuff. You know? And, I, you know, yeah, you know, it's not about 100%. There's no real... You know, you, you can, you know, get the armor pieces and stack them and then use them later on in the game. You get certain spells. But, you know, plays like Magic where you discard stuff too and cetera like that. So, mm -hmm. um, if I had to, you know, Nomad, uh, the developer is Nomad, and I think they did a good way... Uh, a good job of translating the board game into a digital level which is good and i think it presented well visually was great graphically moved smooth mm -hmm. um other than that you know it's not something i don't think it's the cup of tea for everybody unless you're really 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 into super fantasy stuff well i mean come on who isn't look around here. i mean i mean i understand that i mean she might enjoy it but you know like i don't know maybe <laughs> me like sometimes um if it wasn't for the R rpg aspect of it i probably wouldn't have picked it up but I just, again, I just like the fact that, you know, I could get a piece of equipment and attach it. Yeah, that's RPG-ish. Level up, uh, uh, take a spell that'll boost up my attack power. And then I can strike mm -hmm. down this monster when needed. And then as I get to the center of the board, I can hold on to certain things and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting the middle of the road feel from you. It's like everything you're saying, it sounds like it's coming across banal. But the actual, like, experience it sounds you had was, was positive. It was. Um, and, and I don't want to bash it because it's a good ps vita handheld like i feel like you could it, it should be on the mobile to be honest with you mm. it plays as such and i just felt like the vita just you know pushed it to its limits and the capabilities but at the end of the day i'd, I'd be satisfied on my iphone all right you know it's, think, it's a great game yeah. and i think you know i just price wise i think it had been more of a 15 20 range you can get it on ps4 or the vita mm. um i suggest the vita just because of you know the travel purposes you know it's a great uh time killer and uh the riding mode, the train you know? or something like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess final question. Uh, since it, you said it would be better on, uh, like, you know, a mobile device, so you can take it with you on the go. Yeah. Replayability. If I, I have one thing that that's fun to play once and only once, I'm not going to want to keep that on my daily commute. If you're, uh, if you're a fan of the fantasy adventure genre, mm -hmm. I think the replayability factor is high for those type of people. But for the average guy, you know, who just wants some time to kill, or probably is into it, but not as hard as I say me or other people I know. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's high. You know what I mean? It's just something you can always come back to. It does, mm. There's no real designate. There's no real goal to it. Like you just Especially continue with the, to play with the fifty characters. Character yeah, pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, sure. it's, it's fifty times you can essentially play the game, and then however you dole that distribution of how you play just the game. Having is a different game. character makes that much of a difference. Yeah, to the game. It literally changes the way you play the game. So oh, if you're wow, okay. playing as a sorcerer, obviously you have weaker vitality, but you have stronger magic power. So when you get to like the middle of the board, that game becomes just slightly easier right, for you because right. of the magic abilities as opposed to the warrior who has stronger vitality. Mm -hmm. He's coasting until he gets into the middle and he meets like the uber, uber strong monster who's just going to smash him apart because he can't roll. His numbers won't reflect the roll dice that will amplify. Again, and this is where the RPG aspect comes in because you get to stack the metal, the armor, mm -hmm. the, the weapons and the spells that you can use to kind of like help you along your journey. So, all right. Then thumbs up. Uh, yeah, th thumbs up, man. I think it's great. It's a solid game. It's a time killer for people who aren't into it and people who are into the genre. Yo, it's awesome. You know what I mean? 
Cool, cool. I enjoyed it. Right, I'm gonna seek out the board game now. Honestly, I, I think the board game would be more. I think we should all just have a, a talisman night. All right, all right. Do you happen to have it? No, I would. I'll buy it though. The finest gonna be one of those old <laughs> games that's out of print. You get but you spend know like three hundred dollars on had, it. You know what I mean? I know, right? I've had bad experiences playing with Pat though. He's I'm very competitive. Yeah, Pat, no, Pat's he's, 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 he's the worst. <laughs> if you ever played a board this, game with this dude, he's a savage. P.S. Okay, we played Dragoon with this dude who sat there and he tried to like coax other players to gang up on me. And he because, because dude, you're in the corner with like all. All right, you know I'm not even gonna go into so it. I'm not a yo. very competitive. I'm getting and that. he cheats. Yeah. No, no, our gameplay of Dragoon is on the site. Listen to it or the review of Dragoon and oh, here, here the shenanigans this dude pulls in gameplay. Oh man, all right, man, the hijinks. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll it worked. Yeah, just saying. Did I'm trying to turn the audience we're gonna film this ultimate board game battle between me and Pat, and then when they were just gonna film us playing and just watch. What Yo, happens. that's gonna happen, man. This dude trying to turn, turn, yeah. turn the listening audience against me <laughs> when there is photo documentation of you pulling like, man, this the hottest of hot garbage. What was it? All right. Well, anyways. Anyways, Play this I, game I, if you want. I don't know. You know, you know what's messed up? Before you did that, too, I was going to say, we have a true gamer in the house. You want to show your shirt to the camera and, and, yeah, and show baby. people. Exactly. <laughs> thought it was yeah. a corona, yeah. but it's really like Show the Twitch audience there, man. There you go, guys. Yeah. Ocarina of Time, the shirt says. The, the shirt says. It looked like a corona shirt. I don't want a corona now. I was about to give him dap and stuff, be like, nah, that's what's up, man. Respecting all that, and then this dude gonna come out, you know, uh, with all this, 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 this like negative oh, propaganda. Oh, because you down, you're so much games. Because you're too competitive. Saying, I am not. How dare you? Of all people in this room, I've, I've seen her Why stab so people over games. Why you so worked up? It's so great. Uh, uh, <laughs> darkness. Right. Ah, darkness. All right. We have a very Your we darkness have, is powerful. We have an awesome and apparently very patient guest in the house. Ah, hey. you're the first person to ever say that about me. Oh, well, <laughs> prove me wrong. You want to introduce, uh, introduce yourself to our audience, please? Uh, I'm just scary. Uh, Hail I Overlord do. Jesse. Mm-hmm. I do dorky burlesque, uh, and this is really the year of the dork in Boston burlesque. I'm finding out really? how many of my coworkers are really big dorks, and I work with some <laughs> of the hottest people that I've ever heard of. Sexy is dorks. Like I know some of yeah. you guys know of like Mary Widow and Dexter Dix. They're unreasonably beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I might not be awake when I'm talking to them. But they're, they're dorks so as well. Perfect. Yep. I'm they're very huge in love with dorks. Mary Widow and 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 Dexter makes my dicks dex. <laughs> I was actually in all. Unpack that one. I was signing all my pre-production emails. Uh, Jessica Lee Scary Slytherin House because that's nice. my nice. my house that I've been sorted into. Super proud. Uh, and Dexter Dix was the only one that whenever he answers an email, it's Dexter Dix Gryffindor House. Nice. Wow. Nice. So Super door, yeah. It's good to know that people are really getting into it. Getting into it. found kindred, yeah. But uh, what, are you, what about you guys? What are your Hogwarts houses? Um, uh, the House of Waffles. That's a good one. Uh, that's actually. The, I've always been a Slytherin fan, so. Pick yeah. the Druid one. House of the, Snape. Was it the Raven? R.I.P. My brother. The Ravenclaw. Yep, that's the me. smartass house. That's you. Awesome. Just, I, I feel that's oh, is that. Is that what that is? The House of Pain. <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be like the really <laughs> smart Uber nerds. They're like the Hogwarts techies. I just wanted to be a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I like birds. Yeah. Do you? So I, I wow. was always blown away by how many Wait, different house. kinds of uh, burlesque there is. He's mentioned exactly. dorky burlesque. There's just so many. And so how did you settle on this? Is it just a natural thing? Did you- 
Uh, it happened yeah. totally by accident. I've always wanted to be a stripper, which is not something your incredibly dorky parents love to hear. Sure. Um, and I started doing burlesque eight years ago for bachelor parties. <laughs> and, uh, really? For burlesque? Legit? Yeah. What I kind of company do, is that? Uh, completely under the table. One gotcha. that doesn't make you fill out a 1099. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, it's all coming together. But I've done a lot of circus art and hooping for 12 years. And in the last... Uh, maybe three, four years, I've been bringing hooping into burlesque, and that's a huge part of burlesque is circus art. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I got cast in Slutcracker a couple years ago, mm. and I got caught in this, like... You guys ever get caught in a pornado on the computer? Uh-huh. <laughs> Where you just keep clicking weirder I don't know ex- the exact definition, uh-huh. but it sounds like something I've probably yeah. been mixed up with. I just call that Thursday, so I'm, I'm just awesome. That's, that's I call that work at lunch break, yeah. That's where I'm at with burlesque. I just, uh, I'm like, okay, how can I make... How can I push the envelope a little bit more? How can I raise the bar a little bit more? Yeah. But what do I want to do rather than what do people want to see? <laughs> one ball, just one. Uh, but the, the Harry Potter show has been a dream of mine for ever. Pretty much mm-hmm. since I was a little kid, I was like, I want to watch Harry Potter take his clothes off. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> and he does, doesn't he? What, what was the play he did? Daniel Radcliffe naked on a horse right. emulating Which Harry Potter was this? I, I, I didn't read them all. Harry Potter 5? No. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're like, wow, Harry Potter's an artist. Because uh, he got naked in front of people. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. And he rode so, a horse naked. So, uh, Which one's the one with David Tennant? Because, I mean, I want to get us off this path, this dark path oh, we've gone down. Uh, he's in Harry Potter 4. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Let's uh, ask again. He's super creepy and awesome in that. All right. Harry, Harry Potter is so, oh, it's so awesome, and I could talk about it forever because there's so many of my fami- favorite famous British people in it. Look around where you are. Please, dude, it's an intense story. Like, if you get past just the childish aspect of it, I mean, obviously the target audience, I mean, it's like, what, preteen, maybe a little older mm-hmm. than that, but it really it's grows super up deep. With and the I, kids. I, yeah, and I, I just love how dark it got towards the end. And I was just, oh, we were so like me, like me and the wife watched it one through eight, like all the way through. Right. Uh, yeah. we, I think we did it in four days. That's something most adult and, couples uh, do. Yes. Yes. I think so. We were nerding out, but uh, you know, I'm over here. I, I've already seen a majority of them in the theaters as they were because I took my son. And uh, so when I sat down, and I sat there and explained it to her. You know, we really got into the story. So, um, how did you? So when, when you decided to do this, so how are you adapting the elements of Potter into the burlesque show? Like I'm I mean, interested. I was so I was one of those kids that I was the same age as Harry whenever one of the book came books oh, wow. came out. Yeah. So when the first one came out, I was like twelve, mm-hmm. and every time so I got to like go through like when he was going through his like wonky I like girls pubescent phase, I was going through my wonky I might like girls pubescent phase, mm. and uh, there's so much sexual angst in Harry Potter already that I've just yeah, <laughs> tried like to unlock. Love triangles and well, things like now that. Now I'm wondering what I've been missing. Uh, to, to me, this was just a kid. Like, oh, yeah. If you have somebody who and can translate tra- Harry Potter for you in a, in a very adult context, you'll fall in love with the story. Oh yeah, Cha- every time you see the word wand, uh-huh. change it to wang. <laughs> he broke my wand. You'll be. He gripped, he gripped his wang and shouted "Expecto Patronads," and then a white mist <laughs> erupted. Oh, yeah. Please tell me that's not a quote. Oh my God, it's such a quote. Oh. Uh, I changed 
two words there. Wow. But anyway, with burlesque and I guess ultimately stripping, what attracted to it, uh, you to it so much where that's you said yeah, that's what you wanted to do from a very young, what was the, the part that drove you to, to want to do that? I was a model. Yeah. I was I was a model and there are no other dorky models and uh it's like a crowd thing too being in front of people like the rush because yeah, I, I get love... like so bashful even like public speaking is, yeah. is is a thing but I love being in front of people and uh w- watching burlesque as a younger person not knowing that that was something that I could do uh it's it's not as sort of depressing as being a woman in a strip club right because <laughs> it's it's really yeah, these men and women it. taking taking back their sexuality and it's always interesting watching someone who's you know uh bigger or smaller or undersized or oversized or male or female or both celebrating their their form that's not quite the norm and adding your you know your art and what you're into as well yeah and there's there's so many i never i never even looked at burlesque as a form of like stripping or some type of like uh, porn oriented Uh, like i just always looked at it as art to be honest with you always yeah Yeah, it's always been very body body i adore you no it really is i mean like even down to just the the article articles of clothing that they wear it's like ornate uh just a style yeah i see it as like a like a tribe too you know what i mean it's like a less like tribal things like you got your little group of people and you're all into like the same thing you're all doing the same thing it's like this really tribal niche thing i think it's it's fantastic it's a a great environment to like catcalling is a big thing it's something that i hope that someday i'll be able to escape Mm. or that like my younger sister will be able to escape right but when you're doing burlesque we are providing a healthy environment where you can yell indoors Right and view nudity and it's totally okay and be excited yeah. about it without feeling it. like a pervert. Say, right? yeah. yeah, like there's definitely a line. Of course, but, like it's pretty broad. It's pretty Let me see it. right. Pretty broad, literally. Like I want to smell your hair. That's 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 a, that's that's, that's not a line. Too far, but that's a what? Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. See, you Look, see, that's Pat. I, I let people <laughs> smell my hair. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a pervert <laughs> like that. I've I've smelled his hair. It's true. Um. But I, one of the Give things her a that lot, I'm take home. Did you lay in his hair like a mane? Can you? That's lay for him? me to know. Oh, 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 oh good answer. <laughs> um, one of the things that I'm the most excited, or actually, two of the things I'm most excited about this show is uh, it's kind of audience interactive. Good. We really want to engage fans. We want you to come in costume. We've got some really cool prizes because I love giving away other people's free crap. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sponsored by this. Take as much as you can. Oh, Circlet Press even, yeah. is giving me a bunch of free Harry Potter erotica. Wow. They're like, no, for anyone else. We love Harry Potter. Please get people to read this Harry Potter smut wow. deal. Oh, cool. Well, okay, okay, okay. I'm, 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 just, just, I, I need to know right there from that statement. Okay, I'm, I'm aware there's Harry Potter books by J.K. Rowling. I'm aware there's fanfic all over the internet. There's properly like sanctioned oh, and there available is Harry NC Potter erotica. 17 Harry mm. Potter erotica. Yeah. It's co- oh, enter yeah. the contest. It's gotta be. Enter yeah. the it's contest. Become, Come find out. It's become the cult, man. Okay. It's uh, become the cult. The cult of Dumbledore's army. Well, I'm just saying with rule 34, I, I, I shouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but I totally am like that, like proper, like, okay, damn. I got nothing to say to that. I'm, 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 I'm going to understand it captured wizarding in that element of just that that aspect of the genre of like geekdom like perfectly well yeah but i was i was like yeah, a big yeah. i was a big fan of like you know king arthur and merlin and those stories and of, of wizardry and such <laughs> yeah but there was like swords and people getting their heads lobbed off yeah like, exactly th- this awesome. is th- this was more like yeah i'm gonna like sit down read this book learn that and then i'm gonna come back at you with the wand 
there's really no physical fighting in Harry Potter ever. Like maybe it's until, generational. Until man, until he took his girl, like that whole little bromance well, that happened between him and dude. There's a couple actual bits of physical violence, um, and they're all awesome yeah. and really well but the, but, placed. But the reason, yeah, they're like well placed, and they're like, yeah, that's what I would have done. Like, that situation. my personal favorite when Hermione punches Draco Malfoy in the face. Mm-hmm. It happens, I think, in the third or the fourth movie. Fourth. And that's because this dude has been, like, the biggest douchebag for, yeah. for, like, four and movies straight. And it's so satisfying. You're like, yes. finally. Well, what a smart It's a slow burn. You, you want to do it in the first one. It's like this yeah. takes three movies to get to that one point. So you can imagine you know, how much you're like, ready. Yeah, yeah, you deserve that. Maybe Malfoy. that's what I need. Then. I need. I need a version of Harry Potter where he grew up in the hood. And it's just, like, the second one of these uppity British kids opens Hoodie Potter? Mouth. Exactly. He jams that wand right down someone's, you know, esophagus. There is a key and peel sketch that you have to find. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I know which one you're And it's about an American wizard school in, like, New York City. Uh-huh. And they have this, like, Mad-Eye Moody <laughs> type, like, really scary hood, like, officer that walks around with his all-seeing eye that swivels around in every direction mm-hmm. and thinks that all kids are little assholes. <laughs> That's so <laughs> I don't remember that one, but I, I just, uh, I, I know exactly so what it was. Like Harry Potter's head. coming to life. Mm. All right. I'm surprised great. you oh, never man, got into the Potter wish. stuff, though. Man. I'm, you know what? I, I, I'm into so much different stuff. Some things just escape me, and I'm like, you're never going to. Sometimes you miss. So yeah, sad I get for it. you. Yeah, you, know, you know, you know what's actually satisfying in that whole series, and I hope you agree with me is. Uh, and uh, the, the main... I need more than hand gestures. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, main guy, yeah, Snake Face, that. Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore loves this dude. Must no not nose. be named. When he when he came into the whole scene, like like physical dude. Is it like a dark? I was there, I was sold. He's, I, I he's really scary, and I think that Ralph Fiennes, right? Am I correct? Ralph, Ralph Fiennes, yeah. Ralph Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes. Oh my god, he captured it, bro. He's, he's like, like a baby man. killing evil, evil dude. Like he's got no nose, so he looks actually like a like snake. A snake. Well, I, I, becomes, I've, seen, I've seen pictures. Yeah. I, the more I know, evil I know he, he becomes, like, yeah. the less human he becomes. But even like. I actually just reread the books for for research, and I've been watching the movies for just to make sure that this is as spot on as mm-hmm. as respectful as a Harry Potter burlesque can really be. <laughs> um, so, but the the books really do grow up with the characters. Yeah. They get very very dark. They parallel a lot of political things that we're seeing in in our world uh, and, and about the equal rights movement, uh, which is super cool to read it as an adult and see all those things, but. Voldemort is a cold-blooded Dickens, even mm. as a child. He is killing people before he's the Dark Lord. He was killing people in school. A uh, little known fact, there's the ghost Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Uh, it's hinted at that he killed Moaning Myrtle. He's the reason why that student ghost is Myrtle. there. Oh, no. Like, he was just... He, he met his real dad once, or his meal, real grandfather, because Voldemort, he's got daddy issues. Yeah. Well, a lot of supervillains do. Sure. But he meets his like his long lost dad or his long lost grandfather, and it's like that's a really nice ring. Now, now how much and of these themes are you captured in the burlesque, or are you just having total fun? With oh that? my god, we have a lot of really dorky things, uh, like little tiny aspects that are funny even if you haven't read the books, but will be extra funny if you had. We do have a Voldemort. I don't want to spoil who is who, but we are bringing you Voldemort. Nice. We are bringing you Harry Potter. Because how can you have a Potter prom without, without Harry Potter? Played by me. I know you told me not to, sp- not to say it, but, you know, I mean, I mean, I just have to let people know. What about I'm going to be giant. Harry Potter, y'all. The, oh, yeah. We're bringing um, you Hagrid. Yeah. You we got, got Hagrid? a Hagrid number. Oh, yeah. I'm Hagrid, um, too. We're bringing m- one of my favorite Harry Potter characters. I'm a Slytherin, but one of my favorite Harry Potter characters is Ginny Weasley. <laughs> Weasley. You don't see a lot of... 
positively portrayed female characters in in fantasy, mm-hmm. and Hermione is definitely one of those characters that she's very smart. Um, but Ginny is a huge slut. And they say right out, oh, she's just working her way through the Quidditch team. Like, there's no manana. <laughs> she, she's dating her way around Gryffindor Tower. And she's beautiful. And she's smart. And she's brave. And she's kicking so you much butt. You can be all those things at the same time, you know. And as yeah. a, as a, sel- as a slut myself, I'm totally loving it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she was, uh, she was on the Quidditch team. And she's... It's a little badass. Gotcha. Absolutely. No, it is important when you find characters you can jive with, uh, especially if you feel there's positive role models in the story and if the whole thing overall does it for you. Like, this is why, this is how fandoms build. Yeah, I didn't start out, I didn't start with the first movie. Like, I didn't watch it when I was young. I think I took a, a girlfriend at the time to see... Uh, the Goblet of Fire? Was it? Goblet yeah, of yeah, Fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I t- that was the that first was one, one I saw. So I just kind of was like, I'm going to take her. She really wants that, to go. That's we, when we saw it, it at, that's when it we saw it at midnight. Yeah, we saw it at midnight, like when it first came out and the theater was going crazy. I was like, wow, I really, really enjoyed that movie, even though I was, you know, not really knowing a lot what was going on. I didn't have the backstory, but I went back and watched them. And since then, I was like, wow, this is. Became remember, a fan it's that, one of the so. first series to actually build a universe and mm-hmm. take it across mm-hmm. eight movies. It's it Robert Pattinson movies. was in that too, and he got yeah. killed. So I was like, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cedric Diggory didn't die for all of the good merch to be Slytherin and Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I went to all the midnight. Right Did you? Yeah. I, went, I went to every single midnight. I think that's the only one, but it was wild. I mean, everyone for was dressed every up. Every every movie. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I would, I used to cosplay Draco Malfoy. <laughs> But I'm uh, I can't a great name. I bought dude. the Harry Potter Connect game and I wanted to wave my wand. Like was Patronus. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I was in my room. In my privacy, of course. Well, of course, because you got to play it naked. <laughs> well, yeah, so, probably. We should join us. Which is great. Here's another fun, relatable thing. Even if you're not a big Harry Potter fan and you just want to date somebody who is and take them as a date, we're doing this vague, um, sort of queer esque prom theme. There's not a lot of like. Because as I said earlier in the show, prom is super disappointing. Yes. My problem was, was it. Y'all mine's was pretty fun. Nah, nah mine sucked. You know what? My so head what if, ended up. The girls. Dry, if there's a picture out there, bro. If you uh, if you could find people in high school so, going to, I probably there's a picture it, out there with me under somebody's dress. It's that crazy. leads me like, to my next Revere point. Beach. Find that picture <laughs> on dogs okay. because we are posting our prom pictures. I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it. We're actually posting our real prom pictures to mm-hmm. this nice. Harry Potter. You can find the Facebook app oh, Potter Prom at Harry Potter Burlesque. That's awesome. The only prom pictures up right now are mine. So if you want to look, if you want to look at my silly prom pictures, please somebody else throw their. Actually, I have. Bones prom picture in my phone. I'm going to post Fem Bones. Sorry, Fem. <laughs> I'm going to post your prom picture. No. Um, but yeah, post she your heard, prom bro, pictures. You're going to put your prom picture up? I'm going <laughs> to. He's like, nah, man. Because wizard know, prom is going to be I so have, much cooler. I, I, never I don't think I have any copies. Really? No, no yeah, I quit school early, man. Oh, oh man. You, you didn't at least stay till prom, brother? That's, that's, that's like you the, didn't at least go to someone else's prom? Nope. I went to so many other proms. That's the only reason to stay. Prom hop. I mean, yeah, there's a whole education thing, but no, prom is the real reason to be there. At the prom. All right. Well, well, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm actively looking for your prom picture now. So <laughs> to, to put up yeah, on it's, Twitch. It's in the. It's in the Harry Potter feed. If you want to find more, we're gonna release um, just information about all of our performers because we have we have like ten acts wow. and we have some really amazing burlesque performers. Some that don't come out as often as I wish that they would. We have Claude Kitten is one of my favorite performers to watch. Mm. Just Claude Kitten, Claude Kitten incredible mm-hmm. artist, incredible photographer. He just had a, a, a gallery 
and has been super busy with that and is doing my show and I'm so starstruck by <laughs> by my entire cast but we're going to be releasing their information releasing their prom pictures oh <laughs> uh, Jess you so, angel oh, I'm looking at the prom picture right but now but yeah Potter yeah. Prom a Harry Potter burlesque on Facebook you can get tickets uh, awesome. they start at 15 bucks on the American Repertory ART Oberon website or at goo.gl slash HPKPAA because I made like one of those short links so that yes. I could say it easily. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. So why is that guy wearing that thing around his neck like a leopard? <laughs> I'm just oh. curious. We're looking, we're looking at a prom picture right now. So thing, yeah. this so, is a funny story about how me and the girl in the leopard print dress got fired from the <gasps> Middle East. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Laid on us. So... Her she has a, prom she has a stunning mullet, by the way. Was, yeah. uh, she made that dress. Nice. So she had a bunch of this scrap fabric laying around. Her prom date uh, ditched us. He was like, what? he ended up being a huge tool, and he ditched us the day of while we were getting nails done. Well, that's not cool. So that our sucks. friend Ray was like, you know what? I'm going to come. I'm fabulous. And he came down in full drag, and we're like, you go back upstairs. You cannot go to our senior prom looking better oh, than we do. That's, that's, that so he, he came down wearing, he was so mad that we wouldn't let him go in drag, because he, he looked so much better than us. Oh, that's that good. was why. It, was, it wasn't just like, no, he was so hot. Approved. He was so hot. It was, you will not show us up today. Snap. And uh, he took, like, he wore an undershirt, a blazer, some skinny jeans, and he took a scrap piece of her dress from off of the floor and wore it around his neck. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking at the random. picture now. That's we awesome. put up the picture on Twitch, so uh, you could probably see it there. Um, yeah, this dude, he looks he looks kind of fabulous. Looks fabulous. He still looks so fabulous, and he didn't even try. I think he's wearing Not eyeliner. Not even at all. I think he might be wearing eyeliner. You could tell um, he had a lot of attitude, though. All right. I want to know, is your hair purple there? Yeah, yes, I've seen you with it's some colorful really, hair. Really this, is like, this is like very, very like this is like Side step one. Oh, that was when I was stages. like super Winona Ryder goth. <laughs> Winona I'm wearing Ryder combat goth. boots with that dress. You can't see it, but I'm not wearing high heels. Combat I boots. Didn't mess with lady shoes. Back I, wouldn't, then. I wouldn't put that past you. You're smoking in this next one here. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you do. You rock lady shoes for the burlesque outfits. Sometimes nice. I do. So I'm a burlesque hooper. I do a lot of things with my feet. Oh, okay. Sure. Like I can actually hula hoop with both my feet. Nice. Nice. See this thing Adam do. I don't Adam do this uh, belly button. We've been trying to talk him into getting on stage with it, but mm, yeah, it's not ready. It's not ready yet. Gun shy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit you up for my next show. Sure, yeah. All right, so one more time, you want to give our listeners uh, where they can get tickets for the show. So it's an Oberon show. You can go to the Oberon website through the American Repertory Theater. You can also check us out, Potter Prom, a Harry Potter burlesque on Facebook. You'll be getting updates and really embarrassing pictures and really sexy pictures and tickets and such there. So, yeah, come check us out. Dress things. up, win costumes. I'll give you some free crap from someone else. <laughs> nice right. free crap. Sounds right. good to me. And one more time, the tiny URL. It is G-O-O dot G-L slash H-P-K-P-A-A. H-P-K-P-A-A. I love link shorteners when they're free. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jess Scary, thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you and in all your Harry Potter glory. All right, now. See a lot of me. Uh, well, yeah, indeed. Indeed. We'll see more of her than we've seen on this camera. But, dude, I myself have been following the Fast and Furious franchise for far, far, far more time than I can extend this alliteration. The Fast and Furious but is like your Harry Potter. Fast and Furious is like my Batman. <laughs> That's like the funniest thing and I've now, ever heard. Hey, you know now what? there's you the same what? amount of movies. Eight, 
There's eight, there's eight Harry Potters. Eight Harry Potters. Yeah, eight coming together now. Yeah. Eight Harry Potters, eight Fast Full and Furious. Full circle. It is a match made in heaven. It was meant to be. I'm talking, of course, about <laughs> the fate of the Furious, mm-hmm. the latest installment of the Fast and Furious franchise from Vin Diesel. And uh, Jeremy Lin, was he the director of this one? Uh, no, was it? No, this one was uh, F. Gary Gray, right? Yeah, F. F. Gary Gray. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, F. Gary Gray is taking it over. Jeremy, Jeremy Lin did the last one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, dude, I am not disappointed. I have been in the, in, uh, not just a, a viewer, a follower, but a fan of this franchise, which has changed several times over the years. Yeah. And this latest installment has just uh, added to the legacy of Fast and Furious movies are uh, always bigger than they were before. Yeah. They're always more extreme, always more um, convoluted, to be yeah. honest. Well, the reason they can do that now is because this was the biggest opening week or weekend mm-hmm. in movie history beating out star wars oh yeah. so yeah, this yeah. is these yeah, things are all. printing money which mm-hmm. is like to me it's 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 good and it's bad it's, it's good that it's like yay diversity you know what i mean it's just like you know women people of color a black director like this is really great that the movie's mm-hmm. this popular and it has such a diverse cast on um, the downside for me is the, i don't really enjoy it <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't think it's a great movie you know what i mean but I thought, it's, I thought it's you were fun. right there with this uh, no it's not my favorite i mean i liked fast five a lot i think that's the the best one in the series that's and it's one i favorite, actually yeah. enjoy but i think that's that's about as good as it it's was, gonna get so i don't think it's gonna get it's there. the it's the safe the the, uh, the safe scene isn't it yes oh yes absolutely yes. fast uh, i was well done Oh, it was but it's well like fat Vin Diesel beautiful. in that one too, wearing all white. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not that, your color, he, bro. He caught, yeah. Vin Diesel caught a lot. Of, uh, <laughs> he caught a lot of flack from that Seeing one. Seeing the creases, he, yeah. He put on, he put on a few pounds. He wasn't the same like <laughs> cut and muscular Vin Diesel. Right. You know what? He was a little doughy, I'd and be, he looked like a you know half draft drank carton of milk in that one. I'm just saying. I'd be really curious to see if his weight gain lined up with uh, the national, or was it, it's either the national or international D and D. Uh, thing. You think, he's a, you think he's a player? <laughs> yeah, he is a player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vin Diesel's he's a dungeon a master. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Didn't know that? that and Street what? Sharks. That's it's a video. Video. I'm glad I could bring that right. There's like a video series, YouTube series of him playing D&D with like a bunch of other... There's one with him playing with Alice Cooper because Alice Cooper's a dungeon master too. That I can see. Alice Cooper, yeah, he he's got cred, but Vin Diesel surprises me. That's a new one. Yeah, that's interesting. He knows how to be E.T. How to be E.T.? Beat the game. Beat E.T. The, the Atari game. Oh, the so, worst game of all time? Uh, oh, so, yes. So, so <laughs> yes. That's, that's not that hard. You hit eject, you put it over the trash, <laughs> and you let go. He's probably the only one I've ever played that game. game. It's, it's just surprising that the fact that this bouncer at one point in, in life is like playing D&D games. Like he People just forget, finished he was, cracking he was a, a couple guys' heads and he goes play D&D. He was a big late 90s, early aughts, you know? I'm happy to hear that, yo, because it's like we talked earlier about you never know who's a geek. Yeah. Who's a nerd? Who's out there? Who's like dorky to that level? And now, we're, I mean, to this day, learn new things. Yeah. Vin Diesel might be kindred. You know, <laughs> the Iron awesome. Giant himself, yeah. The Iron Giant himself. But this movie is like over the top ridiculous too. This movie is beautiful, man, because they have they have completely ignored the laws of physics, and that's yeah, a beautiful man, thing. Come on, <laughs> <We're adult>. they <laughs> ignored the the laws of a lot of things. And my biggest pet peeve is like all of a sudden these guys are street racers, and they just you know like. Race cars, talk mm-hmm. some smack, family, drink some beers, and all of a sudden, like without explaining it, from movie to movie, they just become international safe crackers. They could do anything they want. They're we just like all of a sudden they, they, they never explained they how they learned X-Men. this. But it's just like, how do you go from? Driving a car to being able to crack one of the the hardest safes in the world without you know no 
ex- explanation, anything. That is no logic there. So you drive the car into the safe. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that would have made more sense than how they actually did it. So, oh, oh, but, I didn't like the movie too much. Honestly, I just felt like it was out of done. But honestly, that opening scene was crazy. Yeah, that's one thing that really confuses me: the fact that you didn't like the movie. I, I thought it was. <laughs> it, it, it's the same formula over and over, bro. There's no real difference. They just find us. Nothing new under the sun with that. I beg to differ, and the fact that it's different every time. I mean, granted, yes, it's always this crew, and they're doing some mission that they didn't really want to do to begin with. We don't want to get into it, because me and you had that crazy argument in the car. Yeah, but it's... Where I I pontificated how... All right, all right. Letty is Jesus Christ, basically. You know what I'm saying? I just want everybody to know that. She resurrected herself from whatever. (laughs) It wasn't a Sunday Easter opening. Let me just just clarify, for anyone who's unfamiliar with this, we're talking about The Fate of the Furious. This is the eighth installment of the Fast and Furious movie franchise. And now, for a kicker, um, I just want to point out, for people who have never seen... or who are unfamiliar with the entire um, progression of the franchise, I want to read you a couple of things. This is the description of the very first The Fast and the Furious movie back in 2001. Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world he has been sent undercover to destroy. Simple story about a cop infiltrating street racers. They race in the street. Period. (laughs) All right, to the uh, <laughs> plot synopsis of the latest Fate of the Furious movies. With Dom and Letty married, Brian and Mia retired, and the rest of the crew exonerated, the globe trotting team has found some semblance of normal life. <laughs> They soon face an unexplained challenge when a mysterious woman named Cypher forces Dom to betray them all. Now, they must unite to bring home the man who made them a family and stop Cypher from unleashing chaos. Cypher is after a nuclear submarine and the god, um, damn it, the god's eye satellite that can see everything on Earth. And they need this street racer. To do it, yeah. They stopped being street racers <laughs> yeah. a long time. Yes. Cypher is played by Charlize Theron, so everybody knows. And that's yes. my big thing with her too. Oh, so is like she was so very underused in this movie. She's a great action star, but she is kind of boring in this. I don't. She was she kind of boring. I liked. I liked the the menace that her Flat. name carried, but her <laughs> actual presence on screen in this one was very lacking. I right. did notice that. I'm glad you said it. Mm. I highly agree. Just but, flat, yeah. Um, the these movies have gotten into the uh, into I, I want to say kind of the rut of introducing a new character, and then eventually, as the as the movies progress, they'll find a way to link them in. Uh, they did it with her in a way that made it. Um, it wasn't clever, but yeah. it made sense uh, yeah. tying into the previous movie. We wanted to know why the hell Jaimon Honsu was there in the first place, <laughs> and now he finds out she uh, he was um, uh, he was her customer. So when they uh, screwed up his affairs, they screwed up her affairs. So what do you think of the way it ended? This one or the last one? This one, the, mo- the fate. Um, you know what? I've always said that uh, I don't mind the way the Fast and the Furious movie, Fast and the Furious movies have gotten bigger and bigger in each one, and they couldn't possibly top themselves. And then they proved me wrong. Yeah. This one was no exception, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> these fools are—I mean, no spoilers. It's in the—it's in the the, the freaking commercials. Yeah. But these fools have gotten every type of vehicle. It's like wacky races. That's why I watch it too. It's just and, for the cars. Oh, right? absolutely! It's ridiculous, and they're driving across ice like some frozen <laughs> part of the ocean. Uh, uh, it's just uh, such a ridiculous thing to just look at. You're like, this is, makes no sense. Like, course. what is going on? Yeah. I guess that's some of the appeal, too. Well, but. here's the thing. If uh, you've seen the posters and they don't make sense to you why these guys are driving in these different vehicles against some, 
I don't know, some like uh, looks like a um, an obelisk. Tank you know, type uh, thing. yes. Yeah, so, well, not it's like this just this huge wall of explosions behind them. That's because they are racing. <laughs> Racing a nuclear submarine across the frozen tundra. Uh, one, dude, yeah, one dude in a tank, another dude in a Lamborghini. This is the spectrum of vehicles we're talking about in the one scene. And The Rock, who is now, uh, who's gone from just a cop who is going to be the no-nonsense police officer who's going to end all this BS. Yeah. He is slapboxing a torpedo. And he's that an is, accomplice now. He's like is, full on. Yeah. I'm just going to throw my career away yeah. to help out these guys. And that is not an exaggeration. That is just a spoiler I, I wanted to throw out to show you the sheer ridiculousness. You see what the I'm dude saying? Like, punches a torpedo in the face that it doesn't have. I don't even know what to say. I love these movies so much. I really do. I just don't. I've uh, got no. My nerd boner can be seen from space right now. That is how much appreciation I have for this. Where this franchise is gone. I also just to get back to the actual proper review portion of this um i noticed that they've gotten really into the concept of family i feel yeah. that this just I mean, now no that's always been well there. we Come know well, well um the they, they really story. like they really forced it down our throat in this one where everyone everyone said at least like three times which that didn't happen before you're gonna turn to, your back on family well it used to always just come from vin diesel and i got the sense for most of this movie that this was going to be the last one in the installment yeah and well no here, here's, here's my theory that i did too they, they yeah when they started when they started writing this they had been greenlit i feel this this one's written around like six and they started writing it around then when only those eight movies had been greenlit so this was going to be the end all be all because a lot of the dialogue seemed like when they're trying to wrap up a tv show really quickly or a mm. book you know a comic book line line you've been reading you know they've been canceled so those last couple of issues try to tie yeah. everything together that's how a lot of the dialogue felt for the first two-thirds of this you know, oh, you're gonna turn your back on family? I can't believe you did this. He's family. Oh my God, they're family. Why are they doing this to us? And then take a drink the, every time they say family. You won't walk out. You will die. <laughs> yeah, do not, do not, listeners. But great drinking it, game. Well, it seemed like a lot of characters were saying things out of character. Yeah. You know, uh, especially with Letty and especially with um, with Tej and uh, Tyrese's character. Anyone? Oh, and Roman. Yeah, because they've made them pretty much like the Laurel and Hardy of of, uh, of yeah. Fast and the Furious. It started off with with them. One was a badass. One was just the guy who, man, I don't race anymore because I've seen some stuff and I got in an accident. And now they're they're like jumping out of planes, <laughs> and and anyways, they've changed the the dynamic. And that's one thing I felt normally in any other series would ruin it for me. Yeah. With Fast and the Furious, it's kind of helped to keep it fresh because the stories are still interesting. The fact they they go exponentially uh, bigger. Than every previous movie, dude. This so is a win. So eventually, I, I feel like they're gonna just do a crossover event and just have them drive transformers. And, There's <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're gonna have partnered with like specific appropriate transformers to their specific person. Man, <laughs> I just hey. see that happening, dog. And then uh, they can form like Megazord, like in yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Good point. Oh that my god, awesome. yes, I did notice that each of the vehicles in this uh, in that final fit big chase, it fit their personality yeah. and it had a different color scheme. Yo, uh, what, next thing is to give them that. Uh, that color and uniform quick thing for the show they were the first movie to film in cuba really in, war, in a long time they were the first major action film to film in wow, cuba man. Nice. that opening scene that's why i loved it so much because it's like I, i'm, I'm, I'm going to go to cuba bad dude. and there wasn't a cameo by desi arnaz what the hell <laughs> just they can they can just helen like, mirror uh, was in the movie though that's not a helen, okay that's that that's the thing i want to touch on yeah uh, adam you, you noticed helen mirren in this movie mm. okay how, how how did you feel about her performance i just can't believe she was in it 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think <laughs> so that's, that's what it was. So like, I was like, you know, she did that movie Red, I remember. So she's, yes. she likes yeah. to branch out and do these things. So it's always good to see Helen Mirren. Well, yeah. Helen Mirren, I, I can understand. Classes up the place a little bit, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> in the role they had her playing in this one, that was actually not... Like uh, right, one of one of our one of our hot, most prestigious roles. <laughs> no, I don't I'm, think so. I'm, she won an Oscar. I think well, she's. I'm upset a little that because they really pushed Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen Mirren's in this one now. It's going to be huge. Dude, they got Helen Mirren. Dog, oh, she's going to. Helen Mirren's going to. And you get an actor of the caliber of Helen Mirren, you want them to do something like legit. Mm. If you're going to see this movie because Helen Mirren's been introduced, uh, you're you're pretty much being played. Yeah. She was her, her like role having, was it was poignant but minuscule. Right, it's like having Juliette Binoche in Godzilla. It's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's just so well weird said. to see them. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. it was uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, and, uh, and um um, damn, was there was there or was it just Godzilla? He was in Godzilla as well. No, no, yeah, was it was it Godzilla something? I forget. It's been no, it was just Godzilla. Just Godzilla. Just Godzilla. Yeah. Okay, it's like Brian Cranston in Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They're there. They do something necessary, yeah. but I mean, it's it's negligible. You go to the movie for them, yeah, and you true. feel like you've been taken. But regardless, I had such a good time during this movie. They've really crammed the idea of family down your throat, which has a purpose, but it it got a little silly. Yeah. Um, but I still like these characters. This is a movie that you go in, you're not expecting to think. It's not cerebral. You want to see explosions. You want to see cars. You want to see cool vehicles. You want to see stunts. People punching torpedoes. People mm. punching <laughs> torpedoes is an added bonus. Um, I had such a good time in this because it got progressively stupider, but so fun. Mm. All right, am I alone? You all have kind of gone silent. Here. I don't know. They they try to pass off style for substance. It's not really my thing. I can go in and enjoy it, but like I like I said, it's it's not the franchise that I'm like attached to in any way. So mm. I can do with or without. So it's not really for me, but I, I, I can see its appeal, I would for, say. For that. me, so, for but me it's not it was for just me. like a Netflix uh-huh. thing. Like, I wish that's something I would watch in a Netflix movie. I, it, and you know what it is? It's not that I didn't love it. Remember, we grew up with this thing. Yes, we did. And I fell in love with the first two movies because they were actually really good and they were for what they were for. But they, were, they were simple they're car just, racing they, They've become the X-Men, dude. Yeah. Just, it's crazy. All right. All, All of a sudden, right. Tyrese But they are like, printing <laughs> money, and that's for sure. They are uh, You got to get them, man. Give it to them. And you know what it is, too? It's just for the hardcore car guy. It's like a showcase of like the most immaculate cars you're ever going to see in your life. Right. This is true. Yeah. Everyone has more impressive vehicles. Yeah. And this one was no, this one um, didn't shy away from it. Uh, there was Bentleys, there was Lamborghinis, all this stuff. You know, they've still you think maintained. Gary Gray's going to come back and do another one? Because it was solidly done. I'll admit that. Yeah, both him and Jeremy Lin, I, th- I thought, have elevated the, the franchise to. Yeah. Um, They're quality to, directors, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep, yep, definitely. Uh, and I remember how silly it was when I thought the most ridiculous thing in these movies was when they jumped a car off the dock <laughs> to land on a Ejecto-cito boat. Ejecto yeah. Ejecto-cito. <laughs> that's my fan. Oh, man. And it was beautiful. Okay, well, end with uh, Fast, The Fate of the Furious. This one gets my definite thumbs up. I love Jason Statham. I loved Luke Evans, the new additions. Um, I loved all of it, yeah. almost all of it. And at one point, it, I, I can culminate the whole thing to one sentence. At one point, it was raining cars. No exaggeration. <laughs> cars from the sky. Baby. It was. Mm, thumbs up. Gentlemen, thumbs up. Good action movie. It's a good thing uh, that Harry Potter opened the way for, you know, serial episodic movies like that for you. Ooh, Harry, good transition. Shameful. Shameful. I'm a Slytherin. I'm a Slytherin. Just because I'm ambitious and I like attention doesn't mean I'm a super villain. Uh You're the overlord. There's a difference. You you have multicolored hair and you're overlord Jess, all praise. Uh, Okay, where'd your nose go? See what I did there? I was paying attention. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We need to tie him down and give him a Potter intervention. Oh, stop it. Just tape his eyelids. Just watch the third one. 
That's how I'll catch it. Harry Potter 3. It could be its own thing outside of... Just watch the third one. I'll do that. Okay, but mind you, this is a recommendation. If, if, this if, you, really wanna watch, if you really want to get uh, dark, just go from Goblet of Fire, the fourth one? Mm-hmm. Fifth? The, yeah, the fourth. fourth one. Fourth one up. Oh, my God. It got serious. It's I'm so... Serious. Oh All right. Ralph Fane sold that show, man. Okay. I'm serious. I'm, Oh, probably oh. one of his best roles. All right. All right. I'll take these recommendations seriously. So I'm going to check those out. Yeah. All right. As long as you go and watch. If you don't like Fast Voldemort as a person, I don't know what's wrong with you. Wait, you're not supposed to. He, he who must I not loved, be named. I, yeah, I loved him. All right. <laughs> he was the best part of that movie. All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to check these things out. You watch Fast and the Furious, the first one, and then, and then Furious 7, and then compare notes <laughs> all right so this has been the geek down here on wemf radio i want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed fun-filled show i want to thank black adam willis yes sir i want to thank dirty d anytime i want to thank just johnny you i want to thank dj herbie herb and I want to thank our in-house guest, Jeff Scary, who uh, reminds you all to check out the potter prom at oberon and you can also get tickets at G-O-O dot G-L I'm going to get so quick with this slash H-P-K-P-A-A and Potter Prom, a Harry Potter burlesque on Facebook. Look at my embarrassing prom pictures. Yeah, they, her legit pictures are up there and they are embarrassing. Alright, and also, want to remind you all, you've been listening to The Geek Down, you can check us out every Monday nights right here on WMFRadio.com or you can watch us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown or we can watch us on YouTube slash thegeekdown, just do a search where the first result that comes up, we got that kind of status baby. Also, hit us up on SoundCloud, you can check us out on iTunes with a quick search. We're also on Facebook, on Twitter, we cover the spectrum, Instagram, all types of good stuff. And hopefully you'll join us next Monday night, right here, 9pm same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace.